Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. George, can we take a moment tonight and thank the Stonecutters? Please. Because without them, would Steve Gutenberg be a star? I don't know. We'll never know. Guys, we watched Police Academy, my first Steve Gutenberg movie. Really? Yeah. You never saw Three Men and a Baby? No. Holy shit. Have you ever seen this, or is this a first-time watch? I've seen the podium scene, but I don't think I'd seen the rest of this movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I watched this with my son. (laughs) Do you think Bill Clinton saw the podium scene? Yeah. (laughs) You need to do that a little Uh, louder. I did not watch the podium scene. (laughs) I'm I'm biting my lip right now. <laughs> but it's a bad vision. I think we version. all are, Trav. I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. I I did laugh out loud at that scene, not for what happened, but I forgot that right when right before he came out from underneath the podium, he did I remembered what now? <laughs> before he appeared from underneath mm-hmm. the podium, mm-hmm. I remembered like right before, I remembered he pokes his head out. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that made me laugh because I remember it. It being a very funny scene for Lassard, who's very, yeah, it's almost like Leslie Nielsen doing Naked Gun. Yeah, it is because that guy was always kind of like, you know, oh, he had no idea respectable like character actor, and then oh. he does that scene, and it's like, yeah, took one for the team. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that the Steve Gutenberg character would have also taken one for the team by being stuck in that booth. Throughout that hmm. process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think of that. So, George, what do you think, man? Police Academy? Uh, Generally? It's or specifically. Not the, I it's mean, whatever. Not the worst movie I've ever seen. No. It's, it's not wild things. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> 80s humor. You know? It's, uh, I wouldn't say it's a, you know... A masterpiece. It's a lot lighter than I thought I remembered. Actually, no. Let me let me change my opinion. I wept. You wept? I wept. At what? This masterpiece. Stop. It's now, it's a, I'm kind of like middle of the road on this. No, it's... Because it's, it is, it's funny. Like, it's got funny stuff yes, in it. But, but it's uh, not a good movie. Yeah, it's like, you know... It's very 80s hokey. Yeah, it wasn't so bad that I was like, it I can't... It has its moments. I can't do this. It was. And some of those moments are still funny. Like, I remember watching this when I was, like, 10 because it was kind of taboo because there's, like, some asses and boobs in it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it just was, I wasn't allowed to watch it at 10. So I remember watching it late at night, and mm-hmm. it, a lot of the things that made me laugh back then are still funny. Yeah. But the things that you did not. You had a good sense of humor yeah, back then. Things that didn't age well. Uh, you know, it's just not a very well done movie. I thought you were gonna say are still funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh yeah, some of the j- the jokes that don't age well. Yeah, yeah they're still they're funny still too. funny. <laughs> yeah, some of those things are you know they're tasteless, but yeah, they still made me smirk. The uh, the main uh love interest. What was her name? Kim Thompson. Control. Kim Control. Uh, On very point. beautiful lady. Do you recognize her? Uh, no. Should I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who you should she? probably know who that is. She was uh the Lassie character in Porky's. The Howler? The, oh, really? The gym teacher that howls? Oh, okay. <laughs> She's also yeah, I, famous for a, a little, I mean, a small TV show called Sex yes. in the City. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I you wouldn't, wouldn't know, that. know that. But I'm saying you would know her from our show. Because yeah. of Porky's. Yeah. Um, I tried to erase all of Porky's from my memory. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I don't know. I still love that movie. She's good in this. She's hot. Well, yeah, that. But she's also but also her, you know. Yeah. No, the, she's... Uh, you know, how she's, you know, at first you think she's going to be like real straight lace, but then she's flirtatious kind of right away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Female version of, of Mahoney. Kind of. Yeah. Ready to, ready to play. Yeah. <laughs> I I think a lot of the characters did. Uh, the uh, one guy, 
that kind of goes and gets caught by the instructor and then winds up hooking up with her. He was kind of the guy who was pretending to be oh, like uh, Latino Martin. love. Martin. Yeah. Martin. Yeah, George yeah, Martin. George. <laughs> George. Um, George Martin. He was a good character, too. I, I enjoyed him. Yeah. And Michael Winslow became world famous from this movie, who was the sound effects guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind Dr. Uh, Monsignor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever his name is. Uh, disappears in like the second act and doesn't reappear until the final scene. That was pretty weird. Kind of a reason for that. I don't know if you probably don't know this. Uh, I didn't rehab. I found out recently. He was an added character. He was not in the original script. Huh. There you go. So it explains apparently the producer or the writer, director, whatever, one of those guys saw his stand up. Probably the writer, director, writer or director saw his stand up and said, We need to make a part for this guy. So they they wrote him some parts. So that kind of explains why he's not a prominent character. But he does own the scenes he's in. Yeah. Uh, and kind of makes a career out of that. I mean, he, he doesn't do much else other than Police Academy movies. But he makes a great appearance in Spaceballs, which is pretty awesome. He's like Maybe the, if I had seen Police Academy, I would have noticed him when I watched Spaceballs. But yeah. whenever I watch a movie, like everything in it goes over my head still. So Right. But yeah. But that was a little little thing I didn't know either. And I've seen this movie numerous times and I didn't know that he was written in later. I can see that. I found it interesting that this kind of paralleled the movie The Right Stuff. You're you know what the the movie The Right Stuff is? It's about the mm, astronauts that no. you know, uh basically break the sound barrier. It's a serious film. It's like the opposite of this movie. Like instead of a bunch of misfits that join the police force it's like the best of the best in okay aeronautics and and air force yeah and it's their training it's basically the same movie but (laughs) more opposite but not funny not not funny (laughs) and deadly serious yes and but it's like ed harris and factual and and historical it's uh you know ed harris from the rock yeah and you know uh scott glenn who plays uh Crawford in Silence of the Lambs. Okay. There's a bunch of like big actors that are in that movie. Which is not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that the the produ- I think the producer of this movie also produced the right stuff. And when he was like it almost like he got the idea to make this movie from that movie. Hmm. Well, cool. one thing about the right stuff that I've always enjoyed is Levon Helm makes an acting appearance. He's the drummer from the band. Mm. Uh, and so I think Police Academy needed a little bit more Levon Helm. That's what he I should have been the Blue Oyster playing, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Can we watch Cruising next? Is that what we're doing? <sighs> I don't know. You're almost ready. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Hightower. 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 He was awesome. I he was my guy. favorite part of the movie, actually. Yeah. Everything Hightower was the best part of this movie. Yeah. I think he uh, used to play for the Cowboys. I was sure. I was thinking, I mean, he's built like a football player for yeah. sure. I can't, but I, think I, was hoping, I was hoping he was like a well-known football player that I just didn't recognize. Bubba Smith. He played, is it the Cowboys, Dan? Or uh, is it the Ra- Raiders? I, I have to look that up. I'm going to look that up on air because I'm do, not do, sure. Do, 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 do. I was going to say, do, 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 do. Yeah, I, I was not born at the time this movie came out, so I wasn't watching Bubba Smith play football. I don't Dude, it's right there on the screen. Moses Hightower, Bubba Smith. Trav. What? Yeah, I know that's his name. I just oh, don't know okay. what team he played for. Um, Bubba Smith played for the Raiders, which I said. Mm-hmm. The Baltimore Colts. Okay, that was a long time and ago. And the Houston Oilers. That was also a long time ago. <laughs> six, six, seven. Charles. None of Aaron. those teams still exist in the city he played in them. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, he played in the late 60s, early 70s for the Colts, and then the mid-70s for the Raiders, and then the, yeah, and the Oilers at the same time. I like the Raiders in uh, in Vegas. 
you know? Yeah. Seems like a, a good spot for them being, you know, like pirates and such. You know? And Vegas is like, you know, the shiny, bejeweled part of the country. They do belong lots there. Of, lots of treasures there. Sea. It's a perfect spot for them. Kind of. I mean. No, the city's perfect for them. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I always kind of, I always liked Hightower. And Tackleberry. I liked Tackleberry, too, when I was growing up. I, he reminded me of my brother. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think Tackleberry might have been my favorite. You know, because he's like everything. He's the worst uh, applicant. Yes. The, the, he's the worst. <laughs> he reminded me of <laughs> when I used to manage a movie theater, we had uh, we had a volunteer fireman on staff. Mm-hmm. And we wound up having to get rid of him because he would start fires in the theater. Yeah. So he could put him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... That's about where I put Tackleberry. It, exactly. Creating it's, chaos so he can fix it. <laughs> if you, well, not even that. He's just not even trying to fix it. He's just, just drawn to he's it. He's just obsessed with guns. Yeah. He just, it's, it's, if you made a list of the qualities that you would want in a police academy applicant, That's he would be the opposite <laughs> of everything on that list. Yeah. He belongs, what's funny is this movie kind of does parallel, uh, Full Metal Jacket as well, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, like a the, little bit. Yeah, like just that meant that riffraff group being broken down or whatever. But Tackleberry, I could see him in Full Metal Jacket being private pile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Why are you not stopping private piles, Bradson? Did Dan leave? <laughs> I don't know. Did he? <laughs> no, Dan's still here. Dan. Dan didn't like this movie. <laughs> it was not great, guys. No, it's not great. Like, it was not Porky's bad by any means. But, like, it feels like it exists in a time, like, when this came out, it feels like, oh, this is a, a movie for old people. Like, this is how they used to do. Like, it's like Mel Brooks, but without the sugar. It's like Diet Mel Brooks. Mm. It's wish.com. It was, it was 84, right? 84. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, you're you're living in a world where Beverly Hills Cop is a, a thing and 48 hours has already happened. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense that we're still doing movies like this. Uh, I don't know if we are anymore. I don't think a movie like this gets made. But I mean, Whether if I'm movies... living in 1984, it doesn't make sense yeah. that there. It'd be like, you know, uh. It, I don't know uh, if they did another like, what did they make ten years ago? That's what I'm getting at. This is a ten year old well, movie when it comes out. Actually, ironically, this guy made one of my favorite '90s versions of a movie like this, which was called Down Periscope. I've heard of that. It was. I not, remember when that came out. It was not a police academy. It was like a. It was a crew on a submarine. Is that Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer? Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the advertising for that. That's I a never funny did movie. Watch it. There, it's it's better, way better than this, quality wise, story wise. Uh, the cast. It's another one of those things where you you just gather a bunch of people in a movie and put them in a situation, and let them kind of play the different characters. It's almost like I don't want to say it's like an improv class where you say, okay, you're this, you're this, you're this, you're this, you're sitting in this car, you're driving to Comic Con, go. It's not like that where you're just like, oh my god, this is excruciating improv. Yeah. But they all had created characters that were funny enough that could play off of each other. So, uh, it's better than this, but it's the same along like, the same lines of humor. More like Spinal Tap. Uh, no, no, it's not as good as Spinal oh, okay, Tap. Okay, because that's what you were describing. But it's like. They knew their characters well enough. Yeah, kind of like Spinal Tap, where they knew their characters well enough where they could do improv. These guys weren't doing improv. They were actually, you know, with a script. Okay. But the characters were funny enough to where they carry a movie about nothing. If that makes sense. Kind of like Seinfeld. Like, when you watch Seinfeld, every episode is about nothing. Yeah. But the characters are funny enough to where you enjoy watching them do stupid shit. Yeah. So, this movie lacks that. 
they could have had that, but it doesn't seem like they developed. The actors didn't do enough background to give you what you would get from a, an Eddie Murphy or a Mike Myers where, you know, they've hashed these characters out so well that you could take Austin Powers and put him in a Beverly Hills Cop movie and the two of them would be awesome together. Yeah, this this movie was, you know, there was like an outline for every character, but it was kind of just felt like it was thrown together, right. you know? And a lot of movies in the 80s suffered from that. But then you get movies like, you know, Better Off Dead or 16 Candles mm. and all those kind of movies that are the same. George knows those movies, right, George? I think I've actually seen Better Off Dead. Yeah. Oh, well, there you but go. But it was a very I, long time ago in I college love and I was Dead. drunk. And it's that kind of thing. But I remember, I remember liking it. Can't remember yeah. a thing that happened in it. But it's a movie about nothing. It's just a bunch of characters that are in situations. Who's the, uh, is it Cusack? Yeah. He's in some other movies that I've seen that I like too. He's good. Or is he a director or is he an actor? He's an actor, an actor. right? There's another one of his movies Guys, called. Can Post- I reiterate? I know oh. nothing about movies or actors or anything. That's okay. So That's why we're here. Just reiterate that. But he did a movie called Gross Point Blank, which uh, has a shit ton of like really good characters in it. Okay. And situations where I remember watching it going, Oh my god, like Dan Aykroyd's in it. He does like some really funny shit. But it's it's the it's so outlandish of a story where you're like, I'm glad these characters are good because this movie would suck if mm. they weren't good. And I think this movie doesn't achieve that, but it didn't have to because it wasn't expected to in the 80s. If this was made today, they would have to really sit down and figure this shit out or it would bomb. Could you imagine, though, if this movie had, instead of the actors that it had, uh, like like Eddie Murphy and like all those like SNL people and... There is a movie that I want to watch that I did mention to Dan that reminds me of this, or is a good lead. This is a good lead in, which has that. Okay. We will probably watch it later on. Do you agree, Dan? Yeah, I think we'll put a pin in that discussion and come back <laughs> put around a pin in that in a yeah. few weeks once we are no longer beholden to the calendar, as we will be <laughs> uh, beginning so, next week. So we will reference this movie when we do that movie. And then you'll see why that one is so much better, even though they're made pretty much at the same time. Like, if this was, if you took the cast of Ghostbusters and you made this movie? Yes. Gold. Gold. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> the thing, I'm really glad we watched this movie, even though it, it kind of, it's a stinker. Uh, because it exists so simultaneously with Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. It just shows, I mean, this is like the seam where we go from a different era to a modern era. And that seam exists directly between Police Academy and Beverly Hills Cop. Right. And the world changes. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, it's super important that we, like, recognize that after all the stuff we watched and how it kind of, you know, Beverly Hills Cop is still a movie they're copying today. Right. But you don't yeah. get Beverly Hills Cop until 84. And until you've had, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. If you don't have Beverly Hills Cop, is Bad Boys a lot more like Police Academy? Possibly. Maybe. And when you look at who they were going to cast as Mahoney, it changes the movie as well. Who were they going to cast? Originally, it was supposed to be Bruce Willis. Okay. Now, this is like pre-Die Hard Bruce Willis. This is like Moonlighting Bruce Willis. Is this mm-hmm. pre-Moonlighting? I thought that was 86. Maybe I'm off on that. Yeah, no, it's pre-Moonlighting as well. Wow. I believe. Um, I don't know when they did the pilot for that show, though, so that could have played into it. Um, who else? Did, uh, Michael Keaton. Ooh. Okay. Now you're speaking my language. Uh, Tom Hanks, which is like Bachelor Party. Oh, that would have yeah, been good. I think he was like 86 with, Tom, with uh, Bachelor Party. So like Splash Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, and Judge Reinhold. That's who I was gonna say. So it would have been. I interesting. was gonna say, you know who I would have cast? Judge Reinhold. <laughs> That's I swear to God, I was thinking that. Not even kidding. That's funny. Probably because he's on my mind since we just watched yeah. him in two different movies very recently. But the, he he has that same kind of comedic timing. But you think about it, you can have, you know, you have Fast Times, 
where he's like graduating high school. Right. Then you have police academy <laughs> where he goes to the academy, and then, and then it becomes and then uh, Rosewood. Yeah. Wow. It would have been six the, degrees of Judge Judge Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> to, he's huge, in everything. Huge missed opportunity. Damn. It could have been like a trilogy of Brad. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> give and us our day, our daily bread. <laughs> daily bread. And then you know, uh, maybe and then uh, Hightower and then the catches podium. him jerking off and in the, the bathroom. Well, and then the podium <laughs> scene at the end uh, is much more meaningful. Yes. Right, and they can end it with "Doesn't anybody fucking knock anymore?" <laughs> I wouldn't. Put, I wouldn't put Phoebe Cates down there. She's no. She's, she's, too respectable. she's above that. She's too respectable. Too respectable. She was in Gremlins for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Drop Dead Fred and Gremlins too. I like it. I kind of like it too. I like it. I mean, it's for a, its imperfections. It's not good, but I still no. like it. Now I remember watching the first ten minutes. And I was about to text Dan. <laughs> and I was about to say, let's not do this. Because it was so... I kind of like the beginning, how it started off, is you're not really sure what kind of movie it's going to be. And, mm-hmm. and But just the theme music. like It was just so... Like the guy in the photo mat when he's like, you know what I'll do? Like it was just yeah. so corny. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. I already knew Dan was going to hate it, but... <laughs> Uh, I was uh, like, well, you know, George kind of liked trading places. It's basically, so, garbage day. Yeah, it's not good, but there's moments, and I knew that. Yeah, I knew that before we even did it. But I, I knew where we were going, and I knew what movies are better than this, but like it. And it's it's the premise of our show. This is the kind of movie that you should have seen at some point in your life. Sure. To be able to go, you know what? That sucked, but. For its time, it was pretty okay. It was funny, and it led to A, B, or C. So, I don't know if this came out before Airplane or after. It would have. I've seen. I've seen other movies that are kind of like eighty-one. I think. Uh, in this vein, um, like uh. What the heck is that movie? Like Sixteen Candles has the same kind of humor as this, but it's just a better written movie. And how many of these did they do? Are there, are there five? They did Police like seven. Academy? There's like oh my seven god, of that's them. terrible. Like part how... two, part two is fun. What are we doing in the eighties? Why are we doing this? To sequels, movies? sequels were uh, the eighties. Like, and we know money, why. Money grab because of Friday the Thirteenth Part right. Two. Money, yeah, money grab. It all circles back to season one, guys. The joke in Wayne's World that Tia Carrera's character learned English in college and watching Police Academy movies. Now you understand <laughs> why that's a joke. Yep. Oh. See, Police Academy 2 is a must-watch at some point in your life because it's them in the field. Like, they've all graduated. Now they're in the field. And they introduce some, like, there's Bob, Bob Goldthwaite from Scrooged, the guy with the gun. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. plays uh, Zed, who's like this biker guy, yeah. but he's he's full on Bob Goldthwait. Like, yeah, he's also the voice of one of the one of Hades' little yes. demons and Hercules, which is like one of my favorite Disney movies. And then you get Sweet Chuck. Sweet Chuck's a character they introduce in part two. It's really good. Like there, there's reasons to watch too, but it's it's not a good movie. But there's sure, yeah, it's the comedy is there, but again, the story sucks. It's almost like it's a shame. You know, it is a good movie. Super Troopers. But see, they've taken this formula and perfected it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's you what I'm saying. You don't get Super that's Troopers without Police Academy. I know, I know. Right. I'm like, I'm thinking of other movies that I, because I, mm-hmm. I've seen a bunch of these. Like, I'd not, I wouldn't say a bunch, but like, Super Troopers comes up as like my number one, like what I compare this to. And I know that this came up first and like it's setting the stage and they haven't really got it right yet, which is fine. Um, but then, have you guys ever seen the Reno 911 movie? Yeah. The uh, the recent one or the old one? I Because I've seen, the seen them one. both. I wasn't sure. Th- I, I wasn't aware that there was a more recent one. One They had one that launched on streaming, like, in the middle of the pandemic, and it's a hunt for QAnon. They're, like, looking for Q. Oh, man. It's amazeballs. That sounds amazing. 
That sounds amazing. Highly recommend. It. But no, I'll see that. Highly no, I was thinking of the uh, the other one where there's like a police officers convention in like Orlando or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the Reno cops, college. the Reno cops are somewhere where they're not familiar with, and yeah, they're it's the police only... academy five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they're in Miami. Okay, <laughs> fighting drug drug lords. But yeah, this yeah this has, I've I've seen this kind of progress. What's funny is I don't think you get police academy without like a Caddyshack. So it's like the it's. I wouldn't know. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. I've told you this guy's most. I'm sure we'll talks. get to that at some point. Yeah, By the way, uh, I was just peeking ahead because I was seeing uh, Bubba Smith. It appears is in like all of the Police Academy movies, yes. as is Bruce Mailer. Dude, Bruce Mailer, mm-hmm. the clumsy uh, Doug Fackler, with the wife who says he can't join, and he keeps yes. getting yeah. Yes. Axel from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the creepy. Uh, yes, the coroner, the, the the coroner guy, yeah, who tries to bang the nurse in front of Jason's corpse, watching right. and the, the star the of the movie video. Funland. See, it all comes together to Funland. <laughs> Vinegar syndrome. I need Funland. Bruce Mailer is in this movie, and he's doing pretty good work. I mean, I'll probably watch Police Academy too now that I see Colleen Camp is in it. I'm yeah. a big fan of Colleen Camp. So, all right, but I'll the, watch another one. Just watch part two for. For just the the little characters, I mean, I, Sweet Chuck is he's from he's from SNL. Uh, I can't remember what his name is, but he was like a. I don't know if you how well you know SNL, but there was <laughs> there was a bit where they one guy made another guy's milk come out of his nose. There there were guys that grew up together and they were adults, and Sweet Chuck was the guy that would drink anything at the at the lunch table, <laughs> and the other guy would have milk come out of his nose if he laughed while he was drinking. And then <laughs> the other guy would make him laugh. So then he started making him laugh. Milk started coming out of his nose, and then Sweet Chuck started tr- putting a glass under his face <laughs> and drinking the milk. Oh, my it's, God. It's a, it's a funny bit, but he yeah. was he, he's funny. And just to, he plays this nerdy guy who's a cop. It's worth it. But okay. it's, it's not worth an episode, but it's worth for Bob Goldthwait and the other characters. Let me ask you a question, Trav. Yes. When we when we started this podcast, I think what we talked about was, you know, what will I think of a movie that you're nostalgic about? Yeah. Today, watching it today for the first time. Right. right? Yes, that was one of the premises. Yeah. Right. One of. One of. Do you and I think the answer is yes to this question. Find yourself watching these movies today and feeling some sort of way about your nostalgia for it. Yes. Like. Well, I, yeah, I text Dan all the time. Like, I'm like, I don't think Dan's going to, I don't think George is going to like Isn't this. that amazing? Because I know your taste. Is it because, well, <laughs> is it because of my taste or is it because you know your nostalgia is showing? No, I know sometimes a movie's shit and I just love it because I grew up on it. Yeah, I completely. Sometimes you it. know it. Sometimes you yeah. like. But do do you ever come to a movie that you are nostalgic about and you think is great, and then you watch it and go, "Oh no, um, this isn't that we've done yet." Yeah. I don't know how many times have I texted you, Dan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think couple, that's. There were a couple where I was like, "Yeah, this movie does suck," but it's not how I remember it. That yes, kind of thing. Yes. The the only one I think that you unleashed on me that opinion that I was shocked was Stand By Me. I thought Stand By Me was going to... And you know what? And Porky's. I think I think I was shocked with your take on Porky's because I just thought it was... I'm not talking if, about my opinion. I'm talking about your opinion. Like If when, I watched it you, and I realize it does when, suck. Yeah, when you are re-watching the movie today and you're like, oh my gosh, this, this, one. this movie's not good. This one? <laughs> well, yeah, this one... But I think what, back then I knew it wasn't good. I just, I think watching it now, I haven't seen this movie in probably 15 years. Yeah. So I'm watching it as a 47 year old and yeah, it does, it does not age well. It's not, it's not good. So I think that the stand by me, uh, my take on stand by me is not many people share it. Like everyone, a lot of people, everyone that I talk to, be listening to the radio and they'll have like a, you know, summer blockbuster you know, uh, topic or whatever. Right. Stand by me always comes up. People mm-hmm. freaking love that movie. 
I think the nostalgia of that movie is just part of it. I the the camaraderie of the friends and all it's like there's just a lot of things that everybody can kind of associate yeah, with. Yeah, I themselves. think it's it's like kind of like your generation's Stranger Things. Yes. You know. And I think that's why my generation likes Stranger Stranger Things cuz it yeah. kind of taps into that Goonies yeah. stand by me kind of uh feel. Ghostbusters. Yeah. They e. play on them. Yeah, they play on a nostalgia pretty good on that Stranger Things show. I can understand why people don't like it. There's reasons why I don't like it, but I they got me. They knew how to get me. Yeah. Uh, it's changed, but and I think that that's kind of like why someone in my generation loves say. I'm not talking about me personally, but other people from my generation love Clerks. Right. Because that's. You know, they can relate. That's a time that kind of has gone by now mm-hmm. at this point. Clerks three comes out uh, right now. Actually, just premiered this past weekend. Oh yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. I've got tickets for the big debut in Kansas City. Uh, is, is coming up? Smith in coming out for it? Uh, well, he's travel? coming in November. I'm working on getting tickets for that. We'll mm. see if that works out. But I am definitely going to go to my local AMC and. Watch Clerks 3 in a couple weeks, which is surreal because it's been yeah. quite a journey getting that thing made. And everybody came back, even Rosaria Dawson. Nice. So, yeah. No, it's good. That's uh, That movie hits people in the feels. Oh, man. My feels are ready to be hit. What's up? So, I was, when I was watching this movie, I was like, okay, is there anything quotable and there's really not but I did <laughs> I did laugh out loud at Hightower's quote about what he did before he was in the academy and he's like oh, I'm a florist and he's like you know flowers and shit <laughs> made me laugh so hard I don't know why and I think I enjoyed it a little bit even though I knew it sucked Gabe was actually enjoying it so I was well, you let him watch that. a movie with boobies in it, so why wouldn't he? No, I, I, I kind of didn't. I kind of fast forwarded a couple of what? scenes. <laughs> but I left Ugh. some of it. Does the female form frighten you? No. Just, I feel weird. Now I know how my dad felt. <laughs> like, I just feel, and plus Jen was in the room, like she was kind of sleeping, but I didn't want her waking up and seeing that on the screen when we're both in, like I just your 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 sister scares me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just I'll never forget there was a time when my dad we were watching something that was like probably along this line where it it wasn't a nudie movie but there was nudity in it yeah and I remember my mom walking by from another room and something on screen was not appropriate for my age. And she's like, what are you watching or something? And my dad kind of like chucked the remote over to me and he's like, turn that off. Like it was, it was almost like he didn't, (laughs) he didn't care. But then when my mom pointed it out, then he cared like fake cared. Yeah. Cause it really, I was probably 12. I probably, it really didn't matter if I was watching it. Yeah. I'd seen boobs before, but Yeah. It's still weird for me. Call it repression. Call it, you know, just being a dad in the room. I mean, he's 16, but... Oh, my God, he's 16? I just felt weird. Like, if he was watching it and I wasn't in the room, I wouldn't care, I guess. But it's just because I was sitting there. Well, and I'm sure he doesn't want to sit there and watch boobs with you. I mean, that's just as awkward. I'm kind of breaking them in. We've been watching all the Friends episodes, and it gets pretty racy. Not visually, but verbally. Right. Um... So that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least it's easing, easing him into it. Nudity, I don't know if I'm ready to sit and watch a movie with him like that yet. But that's neither here nor there. That's weird. I uh, I don't know what that's like. <clears throat> no? No, you still got some time to worry about that. Hey, so guys, breaking news. According to the... The cameo bio of one Sean Cunningham. Hmm. Yes, I've read this. Go on. 
talks about producing and directing Friday the 13th. And then this is a quote from his profile, supposedly. The movie has spawned 12 installments with the 13th scheduled for next year. Mm. Boys. Well, they, they settled all this shit, didn't they? Finally. Well, so the lawsuit, from what I understand, is over. But it's created like this weird bridging of rights to where it might be difficult for them to actually agree on how the money splits mm. if they continue with the franchise. So we'll see what gets kept. You might end up, I, years ago on this show, I talked about how they might have to do two separate ones. One of Pam Voorhees and that like Friday 1 legacy and then one of Adult Jason and that Friday 2 legacy. That's still on the table. We might what end up with that What they need to do still. is figure out how to, to do a flash movie slash you know you Avengers just, you just did a Ron end game just censored yourself did I yeah uh, how the f- to do a multiverse of Jason where you wind up getting every Jason from every movie in one Oof. movie figure like that shit out yes open portals have an alien collection DNA something to get Doctor all those Who? characters in one movie Yep. I want to see Roy Jason. Actually, uh, Doc. um, Doc Brown? Yep. Doc Brown could bring all those Jasons together. It could be like a Mortal Kombat type movie, but better. Something something to get them all all in one movie. What do you you think would happen if Jason tried to. um, Kill Jason? No. Uh. Jason tried to invade, say, Alexandria in season, I don't know, five, six. Okay. Go. Get Jason in Alexandria? Yeah. What would happen? I don't think he would get through the wall. (laughs) How would he get in there? Oh, I don't He's know. not really he would teleport. Like, You've seen Friday the Thirteenth Part uh, Eight. Jason yeah. takes Manhattan. Yeah, that's that boy right. Can teleport, or he punched the door down like he did that kid's head. Just Heck, in, yeah. just in general, with what the Walking Dead cast knows about taking down undead, I don't know beings, and they'd probably chop his head off. The ultimate. Well, you got Michonne. I mean, I guess that kind of did work in number four if yeah. he hadn't been, you know, struck by lightning in the next yeah, one. Yeah, Frankenstein. He, I mean, Michonne learned to cut arms and jaws off and walk around so with you're, them on a so leash. So you got money on the Walking Dead crew. Yeah. They would For figure sure. that shit out. Yeah. Having not watched The Walking Dead, I'll take Team Jason. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to have a pretty I, good track record. I think he would run rampant along among the residents of Alexandria. But I right, think the, the ones that... The main guys, the the crew. Yeah, I think they would take care of business. Daryl. Yeah, they would know what to do. Carol. Other Arrow characters. All the Arrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they would be able to take care of um, it. Michonne. What happens Rick. though when the Black Snake stuff starts happening, and then one of your beloved Walking Dead people is now Jason? Jason. Well, they that has happened on the show many yeah, times. They know how to handle that too. Especially Carol. You guys are no fun. There have been times in the show, many times, where people have naturally died in safety. And because the people didn't realize that you can turn even if you're not bit, have become infiltrators of safety and killed a lot of people. That happened a few times on the show. But remember, that's mindless zombie attack. Jason is like a Is it tactical Jason or is it like zombie Jason? Think of the worst Jason scenario you can think of. But the characters so have to are be undead not, Jason. The characters are not helpless. They are the right. walking dead core characters. So the video game. We're talking about yeah. the Friday the thirteenth video game at this point. It would be the video game. <sighs> I'll take the Savini Jason. Isn't he like from hell? Like is Oh like yeah, he's like literally made of fire. Speaking really of Savini, fun. he's gonna be in Gettysburg this weekend. Are you gonna go hang out with him? No. Why? Pennsylvania? He's going to be at a Creature Con. Get over there, man. Where's Gettysburg? Gettysburg is about two hours from us. West. Four score and seven miles away. Go go after it, man. 
southern end of Pennsylvania before you hit Virginia, I believe. Okay. Like midway through the state. Okay. So probably like four out three three hours, two and a half hours. I don't know. The only other person, uh, PJ Souls, is going to be there, but she always comes to Monster Mania, and I think Savini's probably going to. Now that he's not getting hit by cars, I think he'll be uh doing cons again. He'll be if he's coming to Gettysburg, he's definitely going to do Monster Mania at some point. So anyway, hey, what are we uh, what are we doing next week, Travis? I feel like something special is on the horizon, but I just can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I I think uh, we're beginning our fall break. What? Showgirls. We're not oh. doing showgirls. Oh, okay. Trick or treat. Um, definitely not. Showgirls. Trick or treat, bitch. <laughs> Trick or treat, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're watching Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Are you ready for the uh, the fall break, George? Oh, yeah. I'm ready for fall in general. Yeah, spice. that weather will be uh, pumpkin spice. <laughs> been been outside all summer. Been in attics. Been in crawl spaces. You've been an addict. Been been. Oh, in, you've been in attics. Okay. Been in the sun. He's been in yes. addicts. I can't wait for. <laughs> you know all the leaves to turn colors and fall down and. Yeah. For my wife to complain about it's always cold. Mm. I love that season. Yes. So and Halloween. We're gonna kick off and all things horror. The fall break with. Hold on. Let's not tell him oh. yet, George. Okay. Yeah. We've been looking forward to discussing Halloween kills. Yes. For sir. like a full calendar year. Yes, sir. And it just so happens that in mid October, they're mm-hmm. gonna have the sequel to Halloween Kills. Halloween ends. Will be coming out. So, okay. the thing about your understanding of the Halloween movies, you're very limited. We've picked and chosen, picked and chosen. We picked and choosed. We did some very specific choosing with the <laughs> Halloween movies <laughs> that we showed you. He's tackling <laughs> the English language. Yep. I'm so tired. Uh, too much Police Academy. My brain is broken. Mm. Uh, but, George, we made it a, a distinct point to skip certain eras of the Halloween movie franchise uh, to yep. give you a cohesive narratives, but also so you wouldn't quit the podcast. Okay. But now we've given you this big old carrot on a stick. Halloween kills, Halloween ends, Halloween 2018. These, these are all things that you've been looking forward to for a full calendar year. That's true. So we're going to start with Halloween four. Okay. One of the ones yep. that we skipped. Feel free. Maybe I'll let you borrow the, to review. San, the Sandman, uh, Sandman edition that I have. Um, that way you can get reacquainted. Mm-hmm. With yes, Mr. you should definitely have Halloween 1 and 2 in your brain when you watch Halloween a, 4. This is a sequel to f- 2. Hold on. Halloween, I remember the ho- original Halloween, no problem. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2. Hospital. Hospital blown up at the end. Continuation, like an immediate continuation of the first one. Only now he shoots the gun seven times instead of six. Didn't that take take place in like a school? There was a a part in a school that was definitely ripped out of Deep Red directly. Where he wrote Samhain Samhain on the wall or on the chalkboard. And then sister on a piece of paper. That's when we yes. find out that he, she is the sister of Michael right. Myers. That was the re, the retrofit. Yeah. And then Halloween 3. Was the masks, which had nothing was to do with Michael Myers. Was completely different. So Halloween 2 came out in 81. Mm-hmm. And then they did Halloween 3 in like 82. And then... They did Halloween 4 in 89, I think. So, are you guys going to tell me if I ask? What? Like, is Halloween 4 more like 1 and 2 or more like 3? It's a sequel to 2. Okay. The market rejected Halloween 3 at the time. Although, it has been so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, your kids are going to love it. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's so funny because now on Twitter, 
so many of the podcasts of, from people our age are just singing the praises of Halloween 3. And I, I mean, we've been there since the beginning. I love Halloween 3. But it has been fun to watch it like become mainstream acceptable that people yeah. like that movie. Because when I was in high school, it took a lot of work to get anybody to watch it because they hated it. Mm. But now yes. everybody's matured. <laughs> I think people just kind of stopped the madness and realized what it was and they watch it as Season of the Witch. They don't watch it as Halloween 3. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how you should watch it until they completely connect it later on. Hopefully. God, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and then we have to watch The Guest, which I guess takes place in this universe too. But we'll get to that later. Oh, really? Don't know what that is. Yeah. You'll have to see. See? So, yeah. Halloween 4. Halloween yeah, 4 has a very, uh, very exciting subtitle. Yes. It's the return. return of Michael Myers. Dun, dun, dun. And then is Halloween 5 the final chapter? No. Oh. It's <laughs> the <laughs> curse? No. no, no. Halloween 5 is literally like, he's back five. again, I guess. <laughs> Wait, what is, what is the subtitle of 5? I think it's the six Revenge the of Michael Revenge. Myers. Revenge of Michael Myers. And then 6 <laughs> is the Curse of Michael Myers. And then 7 is fuck this shit. No, 7 is H2O, which we've already watched. That's and right. Liked. Yes, we watched. Yes. It was a good reboot. But if you remember, Halloween H2O was a direct sequel to Halloween 2 also. So what does that do to your brain? Yes, we will discuss. Put a pin in that. I'll have to watch H2O again. No, no, you don't. No, just no, one and to. two. Just one and two. Do you want him to watch the Sandman well, are we, version? Or are I'm we fine gonna, with either one. I like the Sandman cut because it fixes the seven shots thing. Yeah. Are we going to discuss H2O? No. It no, it won't come up again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never Wait. again. Never again? Or maybe it, two weeks from now. We don't know. It'll right. come up, but not right now. Right now, it your will, focus... Hall- you can only watch so many movies a week. Halloween 1, Halloween 2. It will Halloween be used two. as Exhibit A a few times in discussion, possibly, but there's no need to watch it. Okay. You'll, just, you'll probably just have to jog my memory. Yeah. Of what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I maybe like watch Halloween, Halloween 1, 2, 3, 4, and 7. That's, that'd be reasonable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So, 1 and 2 yeah. is all you need. I I will uh, lend you the Sandman edition. You can watch them both as one movie. And maybe Meg will watch, because she needs to see that movie. That's like, Halloween 1 is like legitimately the best movie we've done on this show. Better than Silence? Mm. I don't know, man. We've done some good ones. It's also 85 minutes, which is... I think (sighs) Halloween is a perfect movie, but I would never say it's better than... Insert movie. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There's just so many movies that are so much better. Yeah, better than Seven? I don't know. Like, I think it's just a simple movie. When you talk complex, like, I think The Shining's a better movie than, than yeah, Halloween. Yeah, for sure. For its story, but for its simplicity and its cinematography and its iconic creation of a, of a, of a brand, it's perfect. But I don't know if it's better than a lot of other yeah, movies. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I just, you know, for every movie you could mention that is better than Halloween, I could tell you why Halloween is better. Maybe that's our 200th episode. Oh, man. <laughs> because I, I feel you. It's one of my top 10 movies of all time. But I think of a, I can think of a lot of movies that are better movies. That sounds like a, that sounds like a great episode. We we both come up with ten movies that are better than Halloween. Okay. And we discuss And then Dan sh- shoots just them all quickly down. why <laughs> this movie is better than Halloween and Dan refutes it. Yeah. And just I mean, we do might, that for an hour. We might need that much content in some of these middling Halloween sequel episodes. So <laughs> start making your list, boys. <laughs> I don't know. Four four we could get. I like Halloween four. I'm gonna spoil that right up front. It's it's yeah. pretty good. I All like right. it. Very good. It All works. right. Thank you, listeners, George. Listeners, 
Thank you so much for listening. You can tell he means it because I've made him do it. <laughs> no. And he's reading from a cue card. Which Seriously. Is weird, so. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. Thank you. We just hit 700 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you. Thank, thank you yeah. for that. Can't thank people. you enough. Appreciate it. From the bottom of my heart. Tell a friend. Yeah, or don't. Like, subscribe. <laughs> T- tell your friends that you found this really this really terrible podcast. And, and s- then see if you're wrong. And then they'll have to listen to it. That's what I do. If you know anybody famous, tell them about the show. Yeah, true that. <laughs> Just don't tell uh, who who did we rip that you said we shouldn't have ripped. <laughs> it's got to be at least one person we don't want to listen <laughs> There's to. There's like a bunch. Hey, hey. But yeah, anybody you know, in like, wild things. Don't tell anybody in wild things to listen to this. <laughs> Except show. for Kevin Bacon. We love him. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, because we did talk about his dick. Yeah, like he's great. Two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Flattering. I mean, Flattering. come on. More than that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. George is thinking about it right now. Wait, he never saw it. Oh, wait. No, you did. Yeah, I did. I saw it like four times. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only part I woke up for every time I tried to watch it. He's You'll really like it better the fifth time. George is really going to be shocked when Halloween 4 is just wild things, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's a shame. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with the first installment of this year's fall break, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers.